Hello and welcome to Nick's Nerd News. This is where you come to listen to breaking news when it comes to the nerd world. That means we have breaking video game news, movie news, and TV news. If you want to hear about the latest games, the latest movies, and everything else, stick around. Because here's your host, Nick, from a tiny studio in San Diego. me nick your host of nick's nerd news it is it is our 300th episode that's right folks three zero zero three hundred three hundred three hundred that's wild isn't it that's wild if you ask me it is february 7th that is right, February 7th. So, I don't know about y'all, but it's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. So, first and foremost, I want to apologize for last week with the recording issues. My recording program updated and decided to just pick a new input device without telling me or like really saying what where the input was coming from. That's on me. That's on me, 1,000% on me for not checking um, and just assuming it was going to do that. So, sorry. Uh, obviously, sounds a lot better this week, hopefully. <laughs> uh, you know, that's that's going to be that's gonna be up to you to decide who, 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 what sounds better. But we got a fun episode today. Like I said, it is our 300th episode, which, again, thank you all. For continuing to listen week in, week out. I appreciate all of you. I do. I really do. And I I know I can ramble. And I can say a lot of stupid shit sometimes. But you know what? I think that's what differentiates me from a lot of the other noise out there. If you will. The cacophony. Whatever whatever uh, uh, f- phraseology you want to use for... for for sound <laughs> and and different podcasts, but it, it it's it's uh, it's a lot, and that means we're just a few months away from our sixth anniversary. So it it's I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to keep talking. If you guys want to keep listening, I'm gonna keep talking. Like realistically, that's what's gonna happen. Even if you're not listening, I'm probably gonna keep talking. <laughs> Uh, that's a genuine laugh. It really is. I swear to God. It might sound fake, but it is. Um, no, I I appreciate I appreciate all of you, and it's it's been a fun ride. It really has. And instead of 
you know, getting all sentimental. Why don't we talk about our top three stories today? Because there's some good ones. There are some definite good ones today. We are going to talk about all the major Disney news that dropped today. A lot, surprisingly, off of an investor's call of all things. Uh, the biggest of which Disney is investing $1.5 billion into Epic Games to create what amounts to a Disney metaverse within Fortnite. Yes, Fortnite. Fucking Fortnite. Um, but it will include all Disney properties, right? Fox or 20th Century, Marvel, Star Wars, Avatar, Pixar, all that, right? So it's it's all going to be there. Then we're going to talk about all this nonsense going on with Xbox. Like it it is, I saw, I forget who it was and tweeted. It's like Xbox is always reactive. They are not proactive in their messaging. And, and it's true. They've been on their back foot since 2013. It's been a decade now when they announced the Xbox One. And they just kind of lost their way in that. And, and hopefully, hopefully when Phil speaks next week, or whatever Phil puts out, maybe a lot of the speculation and and turmoil and confusion and sadness and sickness and all this other thing can be put to rest. And the, and we'll talk about that. Uh, and and of course, our other big story is I, I don't know what Gina Carano's thinking, but she is suing Disney over wrongful termination from her role in The Mandalorian, seeking punitive damages as well as to be recast as Cara Dune. Uh, and she's getting help from Elon Musk because he promised that if you ever lost your job over something you tweeted, they'd help pay your legal bills to get your job back, which I don't know about you, but that's the wildest thing I've ever heard anyone say. So we're going to talk about that lawsuit as well. So those are the top, those are the biggest three stories. Uh, this week is going to be heavily focused on news out of Hollywood that's just the nature of the beast. Uh, week to week to week, it's going to be heavily focused on gaming or movies or TV, right? That's that's just how it works as we enter our our uh, 300th episode. If you're new here, that's how it works. If you've been here a while, you know that's what happens. Uh, especially given January is kind of a dead month for gaming, as is February. So, with that being said, why don't we uh, just remember to check out nixnerdnews.com. That is the lovely website we have here at the podcast. And guess what? While you're there, if you want, you can listen to the show right there in your browser. Or if you prefer to listen to us on the go, you can find links to every podcast site we are available on. That includes Spotify. That includes, you know, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. And guess what? YouTube too. And speaking of YouTube, we also have social media sites. We're on Instagram, we're on Threads, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. We are on t- I'm on TikTok. So it's all on my personal TikTok. I don't, I only got time to run one TikTok page, right? I barely got time to run two Instagrams. <laughs> but uh, check out Nixter News on your preferred social media platform of choice, like I said, and on YouTube. Uh, check out the Nick Tafalco on TikTok. That's my personal, but I post a lot of podcast stuff on there more than anything. So why don't you guys uh, check all that out, and let's get straight to the news. Why don't we? All 
right, all right. What is going on in the gaming world? Well, for starters, that Metro VR game, Metro Awakening, that's coming to PSVR 2. Uh, the team behind Metro wants to make you all aware, calm your fears. It is not the next mainline Metro game. It is just a standalone, exp well, not standalone experience, but it is not part of the mainline series, right? So there will be another game. It's not going to be, uh, you know, subject to just VR because that'd be kind of, kind of be dumb. Uh, anyway, Jason Kelsey, the former NFL lineman for the Philadelphia Eagles, brother of Travis Kelsey, um, wants to bring back backyard football and baseball. So he is on a mission to find the rights holders, and he wants to bring back both games. In an episode of his podcast, New Heights, uh, that he co-hosts with his younger brother, Travis, uh, they talked about backyard football and that uh, he's been trying to figure out who owns the rights because he said, quote, I don't even know if I want to mention this because I have secretly been looking into seeing if anybody holds the rights to backyard football and backyard baseball because I want to buy it and get this thing going again. It's the best game ever. It was so electric. Can you imagine playing backyard football right now on your phone? Because you can do that whole thing on your phone. It wasn't that complicated, unquote. So they even posted on their Twitter account. So they want to try and bring it back. But uh, I wonder who owns it now. Oh, it's owned by Ari Pincho and Stuart Avi Savistitsky via Backyard Sports LLC in 2021. So we'll uh, maybe Travis can get working with them and uh, get that going again. I think people will be very happy. Backyard baseball and backyard football, I know, are fondly remembered by a large group of people. Uh, I never got into them personally. Uh, Resident Evil 4 Gold Edition uh, will be getting a physical edition, but only in Europe. So only you'll only be able to get that version... That physical version of the re-release in Europe, not here in the States, which is very interesting. More information has come out about the collapse, the um, crumbling of the day before. That game that was out for 45 days that everyone knew was kind of vaporware. And <laughs> uh, via German game outlets GameStar and Game2... They both published findings from investigations that they spoke with 16 former employees as well as a volunteer and seven employees from publisher Mytona. And via these reports, it wasn't always a highly, the, the game that it was pitched to, uh, that it was pitched as, right? So it started with a 10-member, 20-person uh, team. Uh, and I guess... Only 10 people had been told they were going to be working on a small-scale survival game with a wintry aesthetic and cartoon visuals. Obviously, that's not what it was. But they got switched up to more realistic visuals. On-the-fly changes would continue as they wanted people, they wanted the developers to copy other games like Baldur's Gate, Grand Theft Auto, Hogwarts Legacy. That, wow. Um... According to these findings, there were three different versions of the day before during development that were all completely different. 
unrealistic deadlines, overpromises, unreasonable demands. All that came from fantastic founders. So if all this is true, it would be wild, wild to hear about. And uh, I wish Jason Schreier would write, <laughs> write a new book about all of it. Uh, but he's writing a new book about Blizzard. So this is where we come to one of the biggest stories of the week. And this has to do with Xbox and the shenanigans going on around the Xbox community, the gaming community in general. There is a lot of sadness and confusion and just overall, like, malaise going on because of the rumors that have been just burning, blazing hot. For the last week or so. And Xbox has just been mum. On it. And there, there's just. It, Kotaku's article today. The Church of Xbox. And. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Let me let me get the exact. The exact title. Because it, it's honestly the greatest. The greatest thing I've read. In quite a while. And a new GameStop ad. Didn't. Did not help. But. <laughs> it is, it is wild. Oh God, where is it? Um, the Church of Xbox is going through its own Armageddon. That That is the title of the article. It cannot get any better than that. Um, but essentially it all started when there were reports coming out that both Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves were going to be ported to Nintendo Switch and PlayStation. Uh, obviously, Hi-Fi Rush, big profile exclusive that Shadow dropped last January and maybe didn't do as well as Xbox wanted. I think people kind of forgot about it as time goes on, even though it's a really fun game. I didn't play it till much later in the year, personally. Um, and then, of course, Sea of Thieves, made by Rare, has been an exclusive for six years. People not as upset just grow the player blade, pl player base, right? Then, then reports came out that there's thoughts of potentially making Indiana Jones and the Great Circle not exclusive after a certain period of time. Now we kind of have a more confirmed release date. It sounds like Bethesda and Machine Games are hoping to release Indiana Jones and the Great Circle in December, uh, but would come with a only a timed exclusivity on Xbox. And that one, uh, a little easier to stomach, mainly because I'm sure maybe that's something that was forced by Disney and Lucasfilm. That might not necessarily be uh, an Xbox decision. But then there's rumors swirling that now Starfield may come to PlayStation, despite the fact that it was promised, not promised, but they pretty much said Starfield will never be on PlayStation. And it it's there there's a lot of turmoil in the community, like I said, especially by by fanboys. And I personally used to be a fanboy. I will fully admit that. Uh, but granted, I've come to the realization that I love video games, and if I have the means to do it, I'm gonna own all three major consoles and get the games that I want to play. On all of them, exclusive or not. 
Uh, I'm still what you would maybe call a uh, pro Xbox person. I mean, I play majority of my games on Xbox, uh, third party mostly on Xbox, and exclusives really on PlayStation. Uh, I guess, what, what do they call them? Um, uh, uh, what's that word? It's, it's like a religious word too. Um, I, I can't think of the word right now, but they, they spread the word, right? They're not like an influencer, but they spread the good word, right? And I, I can't think of it right now. But like if people are going to ask me, I'm, A, A I'm going to say, where are your friends playing, right? What, what do you prefer? Where's your, where's your, your background? Um, B, I'm going to go with what controller do you prefer? Then I'm going to say, well, do you like Halo or this or that? Spider-Man, God of War, stuff like that, right? U- ultimately, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to pick Xbox just because I prefer its UI, its environment, right? And, and, and the only PlayStation, granted, the only PlayStation I haven't owned is a PS3. So it's, it's not, it's not like I, I'm, um, uh, uh, someone who's just given up on PlayStation completely. No, that's not true. Like I said, I've I've owned a, my first real console that was mine was a PlayStation and PS2, and then Xbox came out and it changed the game. But again, the only PlayStation I've never not owned, never not owned, never owned was a, uh, a PS3. Okay, so again, I I've owned both systems for a while. I, if anything, I've owned less Nintendo. I've never really owned a Nintendo system other than Game Boys, and I got a DS way late, and then I got a Switch. I never had a GameCube, I never had a Wii, I never had a Wii U, I never had an N64. So, anyway, look, I, I side with a lot of people that say more games on more consoles just means everybody's having fun, right? But at the same time, I also understand that competition is needed, and Sony can get very, very arrogant in the gaming market we have seen it many times before they need competition and as we saw in the whole case about microsoft buying activision blizzard you know both of them don't really see nintendo as their competition even if xbox is being outsold two to one they still need to be there to keep sony on their toes right they still need to be there in in some capacity we we now like i said there's there's rumors spreading that they want to put other games potentially on Switch and PlayStation. This was this was via The Verge. They had a source with inside knowledge saying, quote, weighing up which titles remain exclusive and others that will appear on Switch or PS5 in the future, unquote. One of those being, you know, Indiana Jones and potentially Starfield. Um, there's other games, though, that may make the jump. Now we're hearing potentially even Gears of War. Gears of War, which has been a Xbox exclusive for years, and I'm going back decades now to when the first game launched, may potentially be heading to a PlayStation platform. Again, this is fueling the fire, and they haven't said a damn thing about it. And that's what is worrying people the most. Finally, though, Phil Spencer put out an update on Twitter saying, we're listening and we hear you. We've been planning a business update event for next week where we look forward to sharing more details with you about our vision 
for the future of Xbox. Stay tuned, unquote, unquote. Look, Phil, this doesn't qualm anyone's fears. A lot of people are afraid the Xbox brand is going to be not dead. I don't want to say dead because it's obviously not going to be dead. Microsoft loves that brand, right? They're making money off it now, especially with the Activision Blizzard uh, under their, their belt, essentially. But a lot of people are also fearing that maybe they get out of the console market and they become a big publisher like EA uh, and and things like that, and, and Ubisoft, where they just make games and no consoles. Now, maybe, I, I don't know, because their console sales are, are decent in the U.S. They're a lot closer than they are around the world. But it, it's, I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't like that this is their response when when the world is in a tizzy. And the the game the Xbox world is in a tizzy. It's not the whole world, so it, it's I, I'm I'm worried in a way that's like okay, why did I buy an Xbox though? That that's part of me, right? Another part of me is like no, it, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Maybe they'll just put a couple games on on PlayStation. That's cool. More people get to play. Not a huge deal. <laughs> it's just the one thing I cannot stomach. And, and I don't know why, is just the thought of Halo potentially being on PlayStation, which I know that's not a game that was discussed for that, but just that idea is there. That is literally sickening to me. And here's my fanboy coming out, is the thought of, of Halo on PlayStation is literally sickening to me. I don't think it will happen. I don't think Sony would ever allow Game Pass on their system. I don't think Nintendo would allow that. So I don't, I don't, I don't foresee them completely exiting the console space, Microsoft. But some games on PlayStation, I understand. Just maybe not make it your premier franchises, your premier IPs, right? Like Gears, Halo, um, Forza. Those games, those should stay on Xbox and PC or whatever you guys want to do. Those three, the the pillars if you will, and, and and Fable now is coming back. Your, your four major, what are, what you, a lot of people would consider the pillars of Xbox. I don't think those should leave. Starfield, Fallout, fine. That's totally fine. They've been multi-platform for years, right? And and there's no sense in, in maybe walling it off. I mean, look at, look at, look at Skyrim. They've literally been sold and repackaged like 10 different times. And people keep buying it. So, and obviously they're not going to make Call of Duty exclusive because that's a chunk, a big chunk of change. So, it it's 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 opening up the door to too much doubt because they're they're slow to react to it. They're slow to say anything. They're letting these rumors percolate, and maybe they come out and say you guys are all tripping and nothing's wrong, or maybe they come out and say uh, we're just going to put everything. And blow the brains up of every like fanboy, and and I don't know. It's just because of this doubt that they really need to figure it out. This is this is not doubt you want to have in your community. You want to build a rapport with them. You want to strengthen them. You want to build that up so they can, you know, 
continue to be quote unquote influencers and say, hey, buy the brand. You know, you should buy Xbox. You should play Xbox. Uh, PlayStation, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? And it, it's, it's, it's just frustrating and it sucks. And again, I'm not going to be too worried because I can always just get it on PC. I still have my Xbox. I have a PlayStation 5. Uh, just the thought of playing certain games on a dual sense is. I'm kidding. That's fake. That's fake. But I just. I still prefer the Xbox controller over the DualSense, the DualShock 4, whatever you want to call it. The UI interface, the environment over at Xbox is still one I prefer over the PlayStation 5 and things like that. But we'll know more next week. And you know, sure as shit, we're going to be talking about it. So let's, uh, let's keep moving, shall we? Um... Neil Druckmann says he has ideas on where a potential Last of Us 3 can go. I'm sure a lot of people would be happy if they got a third game. Uh, Kojima says Mads Mikkelsen will not be in Death Stranding 2. I guess he is a major character. I've yet to finish that game. I couldn't get past the two-hour tutorial on the first one. Uh, If you want to play Final Fantasy XIV on Xbox when it finally launches on the system, you will be required to have a Game Pass subscription, which kind of sucks for a game that's like free-to-play, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Square Enix continues to be in the news about how they want to operate their studios. It looks like they are still committed to a shakeup. We we talked about a couple weeks ago they want to release less games, now they're going to overhaul how it makes their games since they've had a, a bit of flat sales, um, even with Final Fantasy 16 that released last year. I don't know why they say that with flat sales when Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth is coming out at the end of the month and will probably just sell a gazillion copies. Um, so, But via Bloomberg, Square Enix director and president Takashi Kiryu told analysts this week that the, new company's, the company's new structure will be announced by this spring put in place in time for the start of April. It will aim to improve quality of the company's games. Uh, In the financial results from the nine months ending in December of last year, Square Enix sales were essentially flat uh, via Bloomberg. Sales from digital entertainment business actually down 4.7%. So that's that's weird. Because like I said, Final Fantasy 16 came out last year. Um, It only sold 3 million copies during launch week. And, wow, um, even though they told, Square Enix told IGN that sales were extremely strong and had sold well relative to the PS5 install base. Bro, 3 million copies to like 20 million consoles? That's not well, dude. (laughs) That's not well. Um, But sales had slowed since the launch, and there is a PC port in development. I wonder if it will sell better there. But... And also, it looks like declines for Final Fantasy XIV and mobile and PC browser games as well. We'll see, though, what happens with with Square Enix as the time goes on, especially with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth launching on the 29th. Uh, Finally have a release date for Peacemaker in Mortal Kombat 1. That will happen on February 28th. Uh, Henry Cavill's been gushing about his Warhammer 40K Amazon project, um, 
speaking with Josh Horowitz on Happy, Sad, Confused, he said, quote, It is the greatest privilege of my professional career to have this opportunity. I can't say too much. Again, it's early days still, but to have this opportunity to bring it to the screen and be at the tiller so it can be faithful is key to me. This is the stuff I've been dealing with since I was a kid. This is the stuff I spend my free time daydreaming about as an adult as well, and I get to bring it to life. There's no greater reason than I joined the industry than doing something like this, unquote. I saw a funny tweet. It's like, is Henry Cavill just... And we're going to talk about his other story that the reason this guy said is like, is he just a 13-year-old that got a genie wish to be the the like most handsome man on the planet but still be 13 and get to do what he wants? Um, but yeah, for, 40K project in Amazon. Uh, Elden Ring fans continue to wait for new DLC, but apparently they're going to be getting a mobile game first. An Elden Ring mobile game is apparently in the works. No DLC in sight. Uh, Capcom has put out a survey to players asking them about potential sequels to games. So, via Nintendo Life, players can now vote in a what's called quote-unquote super elections on Capcom's website. It's a series of 10 questions surrounding different topics and game franchises. However, one of those questions that has got people talking is which series they'd like to see a sequel or spinoff to. Uh, and options given to them are Dino Crisis, Okami, Onimusha, Dead Rising, Darkstalkers, Breath of Fire, Mega Man, Ghosts and Goblins, and more. Um, obviously, ongoing franchises like Resident Evil and Monster Hunter were included, despite the fact that they continuously get sequels. Now, if you ask me, I would prefer... Either Dino Crisis or Dead Rising. And a lot of people I know are going to say Okami or Onimusha. And probably Mega Man. Mega Man deserves Mega Man 12, if you ask me. But Capcom also asked uh, which franchises are worth remaking completely. And uh, that means in the, the same vein as like the Resident Evil remakes. And those had questions like Mega Man, Onimusha, Commando... Rival Schools, Final Fight, Ace Attorney, and more. So it'll be interesting to see how those results turn out and what Capcom does with their findings. Um, if you get Tomb Raider 1 through 3 remastered on PlayStation 5, just be aware there is no Platinum Trophy if you guys are trophy hunters. Uh, Brock Lesnar has been removed from the cover of WWE 2K24 Special Edition uh, due to ongoing uh, lawsuits against Vince McMahon and other members at, w at WWE, essentially. So that's very interesting. Uh, the lineup for EVO 2024 has been announced. All these games will be played on PlayStation 5. No surprise there. Uh, Street Fighter VI. Tekken 8 and Mortal Kombat 1 are joining the fray. Uh, Guilty Gear Strive, King of Fighters 15, Grand Blue Fantasy vs. Rising, Under Night in Birth 2, and then a arcade version of Street Fighter 3 uh, will also be available or will also be played at EVO 2024. EVO, of course, is the fighting game tournament. Uh, XCOD devs have gotten very candid about what happened at Infinity Ward uh, after 
the fi- the co-founders of Infinity Ward were fired. Um, if you guys remember, I guess how long ago was that? That was 2016 only. Damn, I thought that was more recent. Um, oh, 2010. How did I read 16? Anyway, 2010. This is like right around when Modern Warfare 3 was coming out. Uh, Vince Zampella and Jason West were escorted out of Infinity Ward and fired. Um, and this was right after Modern Warfare 2 released, which is weird. Um, of course, they both then ended up suing Activision for $36 million. Activision countersued and accused them of meeting with EA in secret. Um, but, of course, both West and Zampella then ended up founding Respawn Entertainment, where we got Titanfall, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, things like that, Apex Legends. Um, a lot of things back and forth. But now we've learned a little bit more about developers that were at the studio that weren't Zampella and West. Uh, spotted by PC Gamer and NetEase, uh, or sorry, by PC Gamer, NetEase Games lead designer, former Infinity Ward member Paul Sandler, uh, penned an article on LinkedIn saying, "Quote the day when Activision fired Jason and Vince." Uh, that's the title. Unquote. Um, this is what he said. Uh, is what Activision told them at an Infinity Ward. Quote: There was an emergency company meeting in the kitchen space. A group of top Activision high-ups were already at the studio ready to steady the ship. The Infinity Ward team piled into the kitchen and glared at the group of executives standing behind the long kitchen island table. One of them tried explaining what was happening, which nobody on the development team bought or cared for. The response was mostly stoic silence. Then a team member asked bluntly if we were going to be paid the bonuses we have already earned for shipping Modern Warfare 2. Reading the tense vibe in the room, another executive took his turn and tried a different strategy. Paraphrasing, he said, Guys, if you stay with the studio to make Modern Warfare 3, you will receive your Modern Warfare 2 bonuses. And we'll also give everyone a 50% salary increase. He paused slightly before repeating, That is a 5 and a 0. 50%. The looks on people's faces did not change. If anything, most of the team was feeling even more upset. The executive spoke again. Look, I get it. I know this is a tough situation, but just take the money and get over it. I specifically remember him telling us to get over it. Unquote. Whoa! Activision is essentially saying, take the money and work. Don't ignore all the other bullshit. Holy shit, Activision. Um, Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Obviously... A lot has changed since then, but if that's true, it just shows the callous nature of what a Bobby Kotick Activision was like and the focus on Call of Duty. It's just, and you you can see why, uh, essentially when Microsoft bought them, almost all of their studios were Call of Duty support studios. Um, (laughs) Ridiculous. Um... The team behind Spider-Man 2, Insomniac, have announced that New Game Plus is coming next month, along with a host of other features and new suits. Um, That is expected to launch on March 7th. They will announce more as we get closer to that date. Uh, And then now we get to our other major story of the gaming week. 
Uh, Disney today announced a new $1.5 billion, billion with a B, uh, investment into Epic Games and Fortnite to create a new Disney Universe within Fortnite. Um, this teaser image showed off uh, Star Wars Land, Marvel, like movies, like a corporate land with all their like offices, um, what looks like Neverland, Nowhere from Marvel, the uh, Disneyland, all different places. Um, it they have essentially purchased a 1.5 billion stake in Epic Games, and they what they're calling develop a new quote expansive, open, persistent, and social universe that will in in interoperate with Fortnite and let fans play, watch, shop, and engage with their favorite characters and stores from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, Avatar, and more, unquote. Uh, this was unveiled during their quarter one fiscal year 24 earnings call. Uh, full disclosure, I am a Disney stockholder. I don't own a lot, but I own a few. I feel I should just disclose that as me reporting the news. Um... It will be built in Unreal Engine, allowing players to, quote, create their own stories and experiences, express their fandom in a distinctly Disney way, and share content with each other in ways that they love, unquote. Uh, followed up with saying, quote, our exciting new relationship with Epic Games will bring together Disney's beloved brands and franchises with the hugely popular Fortnite in a transformational new games and entertainment universe. Uh unquote, says Bob Iger, chief executive officer, also saying, quote, this marks Disney's biggest entry ever into the world of games and offers significant opportunities for growth and expansion. We can't wait for fans to experience the Disney stories and worlds they love in groundbreaking new ways. Disney was one of the first companies, oh, uh, new ways, unquote. Cool. Fucking Fortnite. It's almost like Roblox at this point. Uh, quote, Disney was one of the first companies to believe in the potential of bringing their worlds together with ours in Fortnite, and they use Unreal Engine across their portfolio. Now we're collaborating on something entirely new to build a persistent, open, and interoperable ecosystem that will bring together the Disney and Fortnite communities, unquote, says Tim Sweeney, CEO and founder of Epic Games. Uh, nothing else was shared other than it's coming soon-ish, and that is what's going on. Over at Epic Games. Jesus Christ, why in Fortnite? God damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, the FTC has issued a new uh, grievance against Microsoft in regards to their recent layoff of 1,900 employees. I pray to God my friend On was not one of them. He works at a local studio here nearby. And... Uh, what they did is they filed a letter in a federal court appeals court earlier today. Uh, what they say is the FTC says, quote, the post-merger company will be, oh, sorry, let me rephrase. Their letter is essentially going against what happened with the layoffs, saying that Microsoft had committed to a new company that it would, quote, the post-merger company will be structured and operated in a way that would readily enable Microsoft to divest any or all of the Activision businesses as a robust market participants in the unlikely event that such a divestiture is ordered, unquote. They said that Microsoft's 
it, it, they have issues with Microsoft's um, assertions that the layoffs were what they called, uh, re- like their redundancies, right? Reduce what they call, quote, areas of overlap, which is, incons- uh, unquote, the FTC said, quote, which is to inconsistent with Microsoft's suggestion to this court that the two companies will operate independently post-merger, unquote, it says. Look, I, I first off, I don't know where the, the it doesn't meet with the divestiture part. They can lay people off and still operate independently and still operate under the arm of Microsoft. The FTC just wants to block this deal. Um I, I don't, uh, we'll see what happens. The FTC keeps trying to fight it. It's essentially gone through. At this point, they need to just give up, kind of. I, I mean, realistically, they, they need to give up. Um, we did learn, though, that Toys for Bob was greatly impacted by those layoffs. Uh, Toys for Bob, of course, is the team behind uh, Crash Bandicoot, Skylanders, Things like that, especially the most recent um, Crash Bandicoot game. Uh, We learned via the San Francisco Chronicle, 86 workers were laid off from the studio. um, And Sledgehammer Games was similarly affected, losing about 76 employees. This was uh, discovered via state filings. And it looks like uh, this might have been a large blow to Toys for Bob as they are a smaller support studio. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there's a Final Fantasy VII Rebirth demo available. I don't know if you guys saw, but there was a state of play for just Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, showing off the game, its worlds, its mini-games, how much it expands upon what was released in the original Final Fantasy VII. Uh, looks really fucking cool. If you ask me, I can't wait for that to release. I'm, I'm trying to finally finish Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is part one. Uh, and then Homeworld 3 was delayed at least one more time before the game's final release. Uh, that is it for gaming news. Let's head on up the 5 freeway and see what's going on in Hollywood, shall we? Oh, before I do that, just got uh, just saw a late tweet. Boys, Toys for Bob is not closing down. Um... It just, the physical office was shut down. Some employees were let go. The studio is active. Majority of staff are remote workers. Uh, That's via Jez Corden at Windows Central. But anyway, let's uh, let's see what's going on up in Hollywood, shall we? Okay, so it's flooded up in L.A., so I had to take a boat up here today. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's pretty much flooded down here in San Diego, too. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, I crack myself up. Uh, the famous David Carradine film Kung Fu uh, is officially being remade. David Leitch will be directing, uh, the man behind John Wick, of course. And uh, it will star Donnie Yen in the titular role. So if you guys are looking to cool kung fu movies, 
we got one coming. Um, Jessica Jones may see a return to the MCU. Kristen Ritter has been teasing a potential return as Jessica Jones and Daredevil Born Again. We have no official confirmation, uh, but that is what may be happening. But a lot of other characters have been returning. They technically added all of the Defenders to back to the MCU, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Ewan McGregor is being cautiously optimistic about the potential of a Season 2 of Obi-Wan. And uh, speaking with Variety at uh, the Gothenburg Film Festival, he said, quote, I would love to do the second season, but there's no talk of it yet. There's a lot going on at Disney, unquote. What he essentially is saying is big shakeups going on at Disney. Uh, no word yet on what the potential of a season two would be. I think they want to get Ahsoka out the door season two first because I think I think that had a higher um, I'm trying to think that had a higher uh, uh, watch than than Obi Wan. A lot of people were still a lot of people were kind of eh meh on Obi Wan. I personally liked it, but I, I thought Ahsoka was still better. But I would still love for a season two of Obi-Wan, for sure. I mean, I'll take Star Wars content. You give it to me, I'll give it a chance, right? I'm probably going to like it. Uh, <laughs> um, Donald Glover has been doing the press tour for his new uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith show on Amazon. Uh, someone asked him about the Community movie. He did confirm that he would try to do it as best as he can. He does want to fully commit to it. There is a finished script. Uh, now it's just a matter of nailing down schedules so they can film it, uh, mainly due to the fact that the writers and actors strikes last year kind of threw a wrench into their plans. They were going to film it and get it done last year. That did not happen. Um, switching gears back to Disney and Hulu real quick. Uh, Hulu has announced that they will start cracking down on password sharing, as has Disney+. And uh, via Variety... Hulu has informed customers about an update to subscriber agreement. Uh, this agreement, which was dated January 24th, now forbids users from sharing Hulu login credentials with people who do not reside in the same household. Um, it says, quote, may in its sole discretion analyze the use of your account to determine compliance with this agreement, um, and they may limit and or take any other steps permitted if it finds you have violated the subscriber agreement, unquote. Uh, that means they can s limit your service or terminate access to your account. Um, so, let me see. And uh, Hulu hasn't responded right away to comments asked by people. Um, obviously, you know, Netflix did it last year. Hulu is now doing it. What about if you, like have like the joint account with the Disney Plus and all that. Well, you know, Disney Plus has announced their details on it as well. Uh, CFO Hugh Johnson of Disney discussed during today's earnings call that uh, they will begin presenting those with, quote, suspected or improper sharing, quote, with new ways to get those people outside of their households, their own accounts. Um, you can add later this year, they said they're going to... Uh, Add the option to add them to your account. Maybe like 
maybe in like Netflix, it says, quote, as it relates to the opportunity we see on paid sharing beginning this summer, Disney Plus accounts suspected of improper sharing will be presented with new capabilities to allow their borrowers to start their own subscription. Later this calendar year, account holders who want to allow access to individuals from outside their household and will be able to add them to their accounts for an additional fee, unquote. So it looks like they're going to be taking the uh, Netflix route, but no word on pricing just yet. Um, pass, crackdown. Why are you cracked? Why are they doing that? I get it. They want more money from more subscribers, but like, uh, you, you got to work with these people, especially with the pricing of every fucking thing going on right now. Anyway, we've learned that Henry Cavill was a finalist back in 2005 uh, when Casino Royale was being made to potentially become James Bond. Uh, the director had come down to him or Daniel Craig. Uh, looks like Daniel Craig was preferred by the Broccoli's, the, the the stakeholders, the owners of the IP, essentially, with Ion. Uh, and the director wanted Henry Cavill. Uh, ultimately, Daniel Craig, of course, was picked. I guess the Broccoli's wanted an older, uh, someone a little bit older to play James Bond. You don't, you didn't initially want James Bond to be in his early 20s, right? So it makes sense that, uh, it ultimately makes sense that Daniel Craig was picked, picked, I do like Daniel. Daniel Craig grew on me as as the franchise went on. Uh, but this was all revealed by Matthew Vaughn, the director of Argyle. Uh, he was on, where was he? On Sirius XM to chat, to talk about Argyle. Um, and what he said is, quote, it was really bizarre because when Henry was auditioning for Bond, I was at Pinewood and Daniel was as well at the same time. And I'd go off and meet with Daniel and he'd say, what's going on, he says there's this young guy, Henry Cavill, I think they're seeing as well, and we hadn't done Stardust yet, but that's how you came into my radar, I was thinking, well, who's this guy who got down to the last two for Bond, so that's how I discovered you, and I know that the director preferred your audition, but Barbara Broccoli preferred Layer Cake, so just to let you know, and they decided you were too young, and I probably shouldn't have said that, but the Broccoli's aren't keen on me anyway, so what have I got to lose? But he would be excellent. But it's unfair for him to discuss about a project that he might be involved with or not ruin it because of a question, unquote. Uh, that was, of course, Matthew Vaughn talking to Henry about it um, back in 2005 when they were making Casino Royale. Uh, Henry Cavill was 23 at the time, but and uh, he probably would have been too young. They, they go on to talk about it and what a potential alternate world we could be living in where Henry Cavill was James Bond. Um, Netflix announced several shows confirmed for this year, uh, including Cobra Kai Season 6, the final season, and Squid Game Season 2 is confirmed for 2024, much earlier than I think a lot of people expected it to be. Um, I'm very excited. For that, Squid Game was probably one of the best shows I've watched in quite a long time. James Gunn has given an update on the future of the DCU one year after officially announcing his first year slate of DC, of the DC Universe. DC Studios' James Gunn um, has announced that Superman Legacy will go into production 
imminently, um, posting on threads. Uh, he said that some parts of chapter one, gods and monsters have shifted around a bit, uh, saying, uh, quote, one year ago today, co-CEO Peter Safran and I introduced our DC slate for the first time. Today, Superman Legacy is about to start production. Episodes of Creature Commandos are being finished that will release later this year. And at least two more projects are gearing up to go into the next couple of months. Amazing scripts keep coming in and incredible talent are being attached to new projects planned and unplanned, unquote. So we don't know what's going on. A lot of things have shifted around. They're not necessarily coming in the order we expected it. Um, five films were announced, of course, Superman Legacy, The Authority, Brave and the Bold, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, and Swamp Thing, plus five TV shows, Creature Commandos, Waller, Booster Gold, Lanterns, and Paradise Lost. Um, maybe those have moved around a bit. Gunn went on to say, quote, some things have shifted around, some projects now earlier, others later, and other new projects are being developed. Like I said from the beginning, we are going to put things in production based on when we have a great script and nothing else. And luckily, we've had some great scripts take us by surprise, unquote. So the first thing we will get from the new DCU will, of course, be Creature Commandos. It will premiere sometime later this year. Um, in, involving Amanda Waller creating a black ops team out of monstrous prisoners. Uh, we know that R Frank Grillo will play Rick Flagg Sr., David Harbour as Eric Frankenstein, Indira Varma as The Bride, Maria Bakalova as Princess Ilana Rostovic, Zoe Chow as Nina Mazursky, Alan Tudyk as Dr. Phosphorus, Sean Gunn as Weasel and G.I. Robot, and Steve Ag as John Economus, um, and Anya Chalotra as Cersei. John Economos, played by Steve Agee, was of course in, um, well, uh, uh, he was in The Suicide Squad, in uh, uh, Peacemaker, and then he showed up at the end of, of uh, Shazam 2 as well. Um, <laughs> Superman Legacy will then of course be next, coming out July 11th, 2025, and then um, we don't know what is coming after that. Obviously, Supergirl was just cast last week um, with Millie Alcock taking over the role. And then um, we don't know who was directing or anything like that. But more than likely, we will know more in the coming weeks. Um, Peacock and DreamWorks showed off the new Megamind sequel and TV show that we will be getting. And... Uh, Honestly, it looks like Megamind from Wish, like that meme. Hey, Mom, can we get Megamind? Nah, we got Megamind at home. That's what it looks like. And Will Ferrell and Tina Fey aren't even coming back. The, the dip in animation quality is atrocious. The fact that they couldn't get Will Ferrell back is atrocious. Honestly, it, this is... It's bad. It's not going to go well. People immediately were like, hey, yo, what the fuck is this? Uh, I don't know what y'all think in Peacock and DreamWorks. I get it. It's a TV show, lower production budget. But you're continuing a show that came out a decade ago or a movie that came out a decade ago, right? You should be able to... Um, 15, 14 years ago, Megamind came out. You should be able to kind of copy that animation quality, you know, 14 years later for 
cheaper, if you ask me. But that's that's what's happening, and it's it's not it's not gonna go well. Not gonna go well. Uh, David Benioff and DB Weiss, the men behind Game of Thrones, have announced a new show for Netflix. Uh, this will be about the uh, James A. Garfield, former president of the um, United States of America. And uh, this is going to be called, uh, where is it? Let me see. Oh, it's a true life tale of James Garfield. Uh, he was the 20th president of the United States. Uh, he was eventually assassinated. One of the three three presidents who was assassinated. Uh, Michael Shannon will star as President Garfield. Matthew McFadden, uh, famously portray- who famously portrayed Tom Wamsgams in Succession and won all those awards, uh, will portray Charles Guiteau, who was Garfield's biggest fan and eventual assassin. Um, they will be filming that soon for Netflix. Um, Beetlejuice 2 finally has a release date and a name. It will be called Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. I'm not going to say it a third time, though. <laughs> uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice will return. Uh, will return. Well, yeah, return. Will release on September 6th, 2024. Um... Paramount and Nickelodeon and Viacom, whoever you want to call them, have announced that Spider-Man will will uh, Spider-Man Spider-Man SpongeBob will finally perform "Sweet Victory" at the Super Bowl and will do so before Super Bowl Fifty Eight, uh, as CBS is airing the game, and they will be concurrently airing it on Nickelodeon for the NFL Slime Time. Live or whatever the hell they call their slime time version of, of the Super Bowl. I'm very excited. Everyone's very excited. We've been waiting for over 20 years for this. We've also learned some new casting for uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Uh, we've learned K- Kristen Ritter has joined the film. Uh, Cristo Fernandez, most famous for playing uh, Danny Rojas. Danny Danny Rojas, Football is Life on Ted Lasso. Uh, Jorma Tacone of The Lonely Island will be joining the film. And uh, Jim Carrey is essentially exiting retirement after he said he would retire after Sonic 2. Will return as Robotnik in Sonic the Hedgehog 3 along with Shadow the Hedgehog. I think that movie comes out this year or early next year. Sonic 3. Uh, We learned that Across the Spider-Verse almost featured Insomniac's Miles Morales. Um, they almost made, uh, the glitch from the game, if you guys play that side mission, uh, that was almost going to be in the movie. So, in Sony's Creator to Creator series, makers of the animated movie and the video game chatted about their work. Um, Joaquin, Joaquin Dos Santos, director of Across the Spider-Verse, said, quote, There were people on our crew that were, like, playing your game while they were working on the film... We almost put one of your guys' glitches that made it into, like, we almost put a heater, like a space heater swinging through, uh, unquote. But um, then Brian Inthitar, Inthitar, Senior Creative Director of Marvel Spider-Man 2, acknowledged the glitch, 
came from 2020's Miles Morales before mentioning Spider-Man 2's infamous Spider-Cube bug, saying, quote, well, there's a, a cube one in this game, so we fixed that. I think the fact that we had a crew member that brought that up and said, what about if there's like a space heater? That's true, love. Um, unquote, Dos Santos continued. So we almost had a game glitch from the Miles Morales game in it, which would have been great. Uh, Brad Pitt has been announced, will star in Quentin Tarantino's final film, The Film Critic. Uh, no word on any other casting other than Brad Pitt, and we don't, he, I, we're assuming he's playing the titular role. A uh, bit of sad news here. Uh, Carl Weathers passed away unexpectedly last week at the age of 76. Uh, star famous for playing in the Rocky films, Predator films, and The Mandalorian. Um, he passed away peacefully in his sleep, like I said, unexpectedly. His family said, quote, We are deeply saddened to announce the passing of Carl Weathers. He died peacefully in his sleep on Thursday, February 1st, 2024. Carl was an exceptional human being who lived an extraordinary life. Through his contributions to film, television, the arts, and sports, he has left an incredible, in, indelible mark and recognized worldwide and across generations. He was a beloved brother, father, grandfather, partner, and friend, unquote. Um, a lot of his friends and um, co-stars uh, put out lovely, lovely uh, messages about him. He, of course, starred in several Adam Sandler films, was a very close friend of, of Sylvester Stallone. Um, Austin Creed, who is a wrestler, said, quote, when I started wrestling in 2004, I had no idea what or who I wanted to be. It wasn't long before my favorite character, Apollo Creed, became my inspiration. For the past 20 years, I've drawn on Carl Weathers for that inspiration, and I just wanted to say thank you. Rest well. Um, Frank Stallone put out a statement, of course, brother of uh, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, Carl Weathers also played for the Oakland Raiders before becoming an actor. Adam Sandler put out a statement um, saying, uh, hold on, I'm looking for it. Arnold Schwarzenegger was first, of course, saying, quote, Carl Weathers will always be a legend, an extraordinary athlete, a fantastic actor, and a great person. We couldn't have made Predator without him, and we certainly wouldn't have had such a wonderful time making it, uh, unquote. And, uh, you know, of course, there's that famous gif of Arnold and Weathers slapping hands. Um, Dylan, you son of a bitch. Uh, Sandler said, quote, a true great man, great dad, great actor, great athlete, so much fun to be around always. Smart as hell, loyal as hell, funny as hell, loved his sons more than anything. What a great guy. Everyone loved him. My wife and I had the best times with him every time we saw him. Loved his entire family, and Carl will always be known as a true legend, unquote. Um, obviously referencing his time as Chubbs in both Happy Gilmore and Little Nicky. Um, Sandler and him became great friends. And then, of course, Stallone posted a very heartfelt message. He was practically crying in it um and don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with that the man they were friends you, you can be upset and cry about your friend it that's that's there's nothing wrong with that um and what stallone said said quote hello everyone today is an incredibly sad day for me i'm so torn up i can't even tell you 
because Carl Weathers was such an integral part of my life, my success, everything about it. I gave him incredible credit because when he walked into that room and I saw him for the first time, I saw greatness, but I didn't realize how great. I never could have accomplished what we did with Rocky without him. He was absolutely brilliant, his voice, his size, his power, his athletic ability, but more importantly, his heart, his soul, uh, unquote. And uh, he also said, quote, I'm standing here in front of this painting because it was probably the last moment we were ever in the ring together, and I'll never forget it. He was magic, and I was so fortunate to be a part of his life. So Apollo, keep punching, unquote. And it, it's, I mean, rock, the Rocky movies are synonymous with, with Apollo Creed, right? I mean, there's a reason there's a Creed franchise now. Uh, it's a continuation of, of that. And it, it, it sucks that Carl Weathers died. I mean, he was a big part of the Mandalorian now as well. And it's, uh, it's unfortunate. And when actors get older, I mean, this is, this is something that's gonna, always going to happen. And I'm not going to say he died too young because he lived a great life. He wasn't that old. I mean, he was old, but it, it's, he lived a full life realistically. And, uh, it sucks he won't be around anymore. So uh, pour one out for Carl Weathers. Um, let's, uh, uh, Catherine O'Hara has joined The Last of Us Season 2 on HBO. Uh, Argyle wins the domestic box office with $18 million this past weekend. A $35 million global haul on a $200 million budget. So I'm not looking good on that movie. Uh, we finally got our first look at a game that the Game of Thrones spinoff, uh, The Long Night, five years after they filmed the uh, pilot and then passed on it uh, via Games Radar. Hair and makeup designer Flora Moody posted a handful of photos to Instagram showing Naomi Watts in costume on set. Uh, it was set a thousands of years before the Game of Thrones and focusing on the Age of Heroes apocalypse. Um, the pilot just wasn't good enough, so they ended up canceling it. But uh, those images are on Instagram, but it does feature Naomi Watts in character. Is that supposed to be Dragonstone? I think that's on Dragonstone somewhere. Um, oh, Casterly Rock, excuse me. So it would have been the, it was about the wedding between a Stark and a Casterly. So Casterly Rock, if you know Game of Thrones, is where the house Lannister sits and has its power, but back then the Lannisters uh, did not exist. Yes, they, um, wait, they, I know they're at Lannisport too, but okay, yeah, Casterly Rock is where, is where they took over eventually. But um, it was the first, this will be probably the first and only look we have at the show uh, as it was ultimately passed on by HBO. Uh, Jeremy Renner is hoping to return to the MCU at some point at full strength. Um, he wants to be strong enough to become be able to play Hawkeye again uh, since his near-fatal accident, accident almost two years ago. Um, he returned to work this past month and uh, filming the third season of his show, Mayor of Kingstown. And uh, he said, quote, I'm always game. 
I'm going to be strong enough, that's for sure. I'll be ready. All those guys come to my bedside, and they've been with me all along through this recovery. So if they want me, they could have me. It would be something, unquote. Uh, that's about his potential return as Clint Barton Hawkeye in the MCU. Um, Rob Liefeld has announced uh, that he is retiring from Deadpool 33 years after creating the character. Uh, he's moving on and letting more people uh, run Deadpool, which I think it sucks that he's leaving, but I, I, don't, I don't know, man. Me and Deadpool are the same age. Look at that. That's cool. <laughs> uh, Robert Downey Jr. said he was once uh, approached about appearing in the Dark Knight trilogy for Christopher Nolan. And uh, he had met with Nolan to potentially play Scarecrow, Jonathan Crane, in the first film, Batman Begins. Uh, ultimately lost that role, though, to Killian Murphy. I don't know how he would have been, how he, I don't, I don't know, man. Granted, Killian Murphy is okay as Scarecrow. I don't know how I would have felt as, uh, with Robert Downey Jr. as Scarecrow. Um, let me see. Uh, Butch Hartman, creator of Danny Phantom and Fairly Odd Parents, was being asked about if they ever made a live-action Danny Phantom, who he would want to play Danny Phantom. And he said Tom Holland, and I personally agree with that. I think Tom Holland would make a great Danny Phantom if that was ever something that was done. I don't know, though. We'll see. Um, David Leitch, second time we've talked about him today. Uh, is being tapped to direct the next Jurassic World film that was recently announced. And oddly enough, Universal is hoping to have that movie out next year. Like, middle of next year. That is a quick turnaround on a Jurassic film. Um, my concern there is that it would be almost all digital. I mean, the, 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 the crux of a good Jurassic film is having practical dinosaurs. So... That's a quick turnaround. I'm a little worried there. Uh, an Evil Dead spinoff is in the works from new director Sebastian Vanacek, who is a French director. Um, Wonder, Wonder Man, which is currently being filmed uh, as the next Marvel series, starring Yahya Abdul-Mateen, uh, has faced an unfortunate setback. A crew member was killed in a freak accident while on set. Um, via Deadline, uh, took place at CBS Radford Studios in Los Angeles, where a rigger for the series died after falling from the rafters. Wow. Um, that sucks. The, they weren't filming, but he was up there getting prepared for resuming production next month. Um, Marvel Studios put out a statement saying, quote, Our thoughts and deepest condolences are with his family and friends and our support is behind the investigation of the circumstances of the accident, uh, unquote. That's, uh, that's very unfortunate. I, I'm wondering what happened there. You sh they shouldn't be falling from the rafters if they're a rigger. Um, as part of the, you know, uh, what was it? So, sorry, this was a separate from the earnings call from Disney, but... It has been announced that ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers Discovery are teaming up to create a new sports-only streaming service. 
that will put all their linear channels and other content under one streaming umbrella. Um, it will be uh, unknown when it will release. I think they're shooting for a fall 25 uh, launch. But this service would include content from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, college sports, UFC, Formula One, World Cup, and more. Um, they said it will be available as a standalone service via an app or through a bundle with Disney Plus, Hulu, and or HBO Max, or Max as it's called. Um, as of right now, we many are expecting it to include all the ESPN channels. So that's ESPN, ESPN2, SEC Network, ACC Network, ESPN News, ABC, Fox, Fox Sports 1, Fox Sports 2, The Big Ten Network, TNT, TBS, and True TV. Um, you will also have ESPN Plus content, Bundesliga, which is German soccer, NHL. Um, they will all own one-third of the new venture. Bob Iger, Disney CEO, said, quote, The launch of this new streaming sports service is a significant moment for Disney and ESPN, a major win for sports fans, and an important step forward for the media business. This means the full suite of ESPN channels will be available to consumers alongside the sports programming of other industry leaders as part of a differentiated sports-centric service. I'm grateful to Jimmy Pitaro and the team at ESPN, who are at the forefront of innovating on behalf of consumers to create new offerings with more choice and greater value, unquote. So we're, we're just back to cable again. We're, we're back to cable again. The, I saw a funny thing. Someone's like, Silicon Valley just reinvents things that are, already exist and doesn't always make them better. Um, no word yet, though, on Sunday Night Football, as this does not include NBC Sports which also means no Premier League soccer, um, no word on Super Bowl broadcasts, because that is on a rotating basis. Uh, CBS Sports is not included, so theoretically, if this had been around right now, this year's Super Bowl might not have been on it. Um, however, if you're a big fan of college football or college sports, all of the, almost all of the major conferences are, are represented between the Big Ten, SEC, and ACC. Um, but this also will more than likely include Wimbledon, the Masters, and many more. Um, no yet word on uh, pricers or name, but they are hoping to either launch it later this year or sometime next year. Uh, da -da -da -da. In our other biggest news of the week, Gina Carano has announced that she is suing uh, the Walt Disney Company and with the help of Elon Musk. Yes, Elon Musk. She's suing Disney over wrongful termination and alleging discrimination as well, looking to seek punitive damages, unpaid wages, losses, and getting recast as the her character, Cara Dune. Looks like right-wing media doesn't pay the bills. Does it now, Gina? <laughs> Keep making movies for Ben Shapiro. See how those work out for you. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, regardless of your political leanings, let's all just admit that movies made by Ben Shapiro and The Daily Wire don't make money. Okay, Regardless of where you lie on the political spectrum, that is not a place to make money. Um, 
spotted by the Hollywood Reporter, which uh, you can find the lawsuit in full, Carano's legal counsel filed a complaint in United States District Court Central District of California. Uh, Carano alleges that she was terminated for her role because of she, quote, dared to voice her own opinions on social media platforms and elsewhere, unquote. So she tweeted herself, quote, Today's an important day for me. I'm filing a lawsuit against Lucasfilm and Disney after my 20 years of building a career from scratch and during the regime of former Disney CEO Bob Chapek, Lucasfilm made this statement on Twitter, terminating me from The Mandalorian. Uh, on, um, she also said, quote, consistently twisted to demonize and dehumanize me as an alt-right-wing extremist. It was a bullying smear campaign aimed at silencing, destroying, and making an example out of me. Um, unquote. She also said her, quote, male co-stars permitted to speak without harassment and re-education courses or termination, but I was not afforded the same right to exercise my freedom of speech, unquote. Um, Elon Musk said that he is willing to join in the lawsuit. Uh, he famously said uh, several years back, or several years, like a year ago when he bought Twitter, if you get fired for something you tweet, they'll help pay your expenses to fight back. Look, I'm. Uh, she said a lot of stupid fucking shit. Regar again, regardless of where you lie on the political spectrum, freedom of speech does not mean freedom from consequences. The famous term, fuck around and find out, right? If you compare what was going on during COVID to the Holocaust, you're not gonna keep a job i'm i'm sorry you're just not okay like you can't say shit like that and expect people to just be okay with it yes you can voice your concerns with the vaccine or masks as long as you don't compare it to being jewish during the holocaust that is asinine you weren't being put into camps you weren't being killed okay like again freedom from freedom of speech does not mean freedom from consequences you can say whatever the hell you want but the company you work for might not like it and can definitely terminate you especially in California which is an at will state now now she is claiming discrimination i don't think that's going to fly she probably also had a morality clause which disparages her from saying stupid ass shit that may make her company look bad. When you are an actor, you are technically a representative of the company, right? Now, I don't remember any of her male co-stars necessarily saying outlandish shit on the same level. Maybe they said some things that she personally agreed with or things that were maybe more conservative, but I don't think they were comparing it being in the Holocaust. Just saying. Um, she went on to say some other stupid shit, and I'm I'm just again I, I I'm gonna um <laughs> look. You can disagree and agree with a lot of things, but when you start like just being blatantly uh, antagonistic and offensive, you're you, you're gonna lose some of your arguments here. Um. So Disney wanted her to meet with uh, representatives from GLAAD, 
um, and wanted her to make a public apology. She said that she didn't want to. Disney then said, she said, she claims Disney engaged in a post-termination smear campaign. They just kind of got rid of her character and canceled the show they were going to make that was starring her. She screwed the pooch on this, baby. Like, come on, man. You can't sit here and say, they fired me. Like, they had a whole thing for you. They were going to give you the bank, baby. And like, nah, man. And then you just decided to be an asshole. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Uh, she is seeking uh, to be rehired as Cara Dune with no loss of pay or benefits, as well as compensatory damages, back pay she missed out on, um, and compensation for future employment including promised role in Rangers of the New Republic. Uh, again, she said some stupid-ass shit, was technically canceled, and no one's ever really canceled, and um, again, what if she wasn't technically fired and they just didn't renew her contract, huh? Then what? Oh, man, I just... Gina, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, moving over to Marvel, Kamal Nanjiani has, uh, w- was speaking on the Inside of You podcast, great podcast by the way, about his time working on Eternals for Marvel, and um, it made him realize he was approaching acting career in the wrong way, and uh, had to go to counseling, saying, quote, I realized that the way I was evaluating what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do was all completely messed up. I was looking at like, okay, if I do this, this movie's going to come out in theaters, it's going to be a big hit, and I'll get more. Then I realized I did stuff that should have been a home run, and then it wasn't, like Eternals. It was an Oscar-winning director, one of the craziest casts. You had Legends, you had Salma Hayek, you had Angelina Jolie, you had no new people who were amazing, Brian Tyree Henry, Barry Keegan, who both have been nominated for Oscars. Um... However, when that movie came out and the reviews weren't good, that was very, very tough for me. I realized that too much of how I'm evaluating what I want to do is based on the result or what other people think of it. Um, It was really, really hard because Marvel thought that movie was going to be really, really well-reviewed. They lifted the embargo really early, and they also put in some fancy movie festivals, and they sent us on a big global tour promoting the movie right as the embargo was lifted. It was really, really hard... And that's when I was like, this is unfair to me. It's unfair to my wife, Emily. I can't approach my work this way anymore. Some shit's got to change. So very intentionally, I did start counseling. I still talk to my therapist about that. Emily says that I do have trauma from it. Emily and I just got to dinner with someone else from that movie, and we were like, man, that was tough, wasn't it? He's like, yeah, that was really tough. I think we all went through something kind of similar, and this guy I'm talking about is truly one of the best actors of our generations, and I has been nominated for an Oscar since then. So I realized I can't be so results-based in my work anymore because I can't really control it. I can't control my experience. I can't control how I am to the people around me. I can't control what I learn from it. I can't control how I work. I can't control what people are going to think of it, unquote. It sucks that he had to feel that way because I, I personally liked his character. Uh, there, there are parts of the Marvels I like, or Eternals that I like, There are parts of Eternals I don't like. Overall, I didn't like that film. But it's, again, 
it sucks that it led to him doing that. And and I don't know if if he built it up. It sounds like maybe he built up this this super high expectation because it was Marvel or not. But I do hope uh, he continues to act, and I I would like to see him in more things, as I'm a big fan of his personally. Um. Funimation has announced that their app will shut down on April 2nd as they merge all of their content, of course, onto Crunchyroll. Um, As part of the Disney earnings call today, we've learned quite a bit of new things. Um, And that's kind of where we're going to lead into the end of the show. I know we've had a a long one today. A lot of stuff to talk about. But uh, let's see. We've learned a lot of new release dates. Uh, First up, though. Taylor Swift and Disney are partnering up as the Eras Tour will exclusively hit Disney Plus on March 15th. So if you weren't able to go to the Eras Tour in person, you can watch it. Or to when it was in theaters, you can watch it on Disney Plus next month. Uh, Disney just announced Moana 2 out of nowhere. And guess what? It's coming out this year. Yes, Moana 2 They've been secretly working on this movie, apparently, and didn't tell anyone until now. And how it was not leaked before then is wild to me. Uh, it sounds like The Rock is back, based on the little teaser they gave us. Um, I don't know if... Uh, oh, God, what's her name? Alili Cravalo. That's her name. Uh, no word yet. Actually, they haven't announced any voice cast. Uh, they did say, though, that... Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda would not return for the music. Um, but this movie is literally coming out this November. Like I said, they announced it out of nowhere. Nobody knew this movie was was coming, which is wild. Disney doesn't normally do that. Um, and, like Shadow announce a film, essentially. Uh, it's rare that they don't let us know that things are coming. Um, so Alili did post about it. I'm assuming she's going to be in it then. Uh, I don't want to assume anything though, but yeah, uh, Moana 2 coming out November 27th of this year. Um, like I said, it's The Rock. It sounds like The Rock is in it based on a little snippet of his character of Maui's voice, but again, could be wrong on that as well. Um, they announced several other things as well, and let's uh, let's get to those announcements. Pretty big ones, if you ask me. Um, we learned that Disney Plus lost 1.3 million subscribers while uh, um, after raising the prices on Disney Plus. However, they will they were able to cut their losses by several hundred million dollars. Yeah, by several hundred million dollars, they were able to cut their losses and expect Disney Plus to be profitable by the end of this year, which that alone is insane. Um, Good on them, though. Good on them. And we did learn uh, that new release dates for several films. So... Uh, during their earnings call, Bob Iger casually rattled off release windows for some anticipated movies. Uh, Zootopia 2 will be releasing in 2025. Um, of course, we're getting uh, Inside Out 2 and Moana 2 
this year. Um, let me see. Uh, a new Alien movie will premiere in August of 2024, so that's coming out this year, Alien Romulus. But Toy Story 5 and Fo- Frozen 3 both announced for 2026. And then The Mandalorian and Grogu, the new Star Wars, the next Star Wars film is coming out in 2026. So that means we'll have a seven-year gap between Star Wars movies, which is good. That's a good thing. Um, and uh, while he did say he did acknowledge 2024 might be a little slow, more than usual, of course, we're also getting Deadpool 3, mainly due to the actors and writers' strike. Um, and then they also said... Uh, Several other movies, of course, are coming out this year. Uh, Mufasa, The Lion King, is still due out this year, the, the Lion King prequel. And then uh, on the MCU front, it was confirmed that Captain America, Brave New World, Fantastic Four, Thunderbolts, and Blade are all set for 2025. 2026, we'll have the next Avengers movie. And uh, as, as far as we know, and that the Agatha Covenant of Chaos, or whatever they end up calling it, will still release this year as well. Um, Bob Iger also said that m- they plan to uh, slow down releases of Marvel films of, as they were kind of getting uh, too heavy-handed, if you will. Uh, and then they also announced that Percy Jackson's and the Olympians will officially get a second season on Disney Plus, as it was one of the the first season was one of one of the one of the most watched programs on Disney Plus uh, for the streamer. But uh, that is it for Nick's Nerd News this week. Again, that was episode three hundred, and thank you guys for listening. I know it was a longer episode, but it just a lot going on to talk about and a lot of opinions to be had today. Um, and I, I just, like I said, as as now we hit 300 episodes, I, I just thank you guys for listening week in, week out. I know, I know there's not a lot of you, and that that's fine. Uh, it, it's 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 organically growing, and that's what I appreciate the most. I don't I don't need to, um, I don't need to buy followers. I don't need to buy listeners, right? And and that's that's what I care about more than anything. I, I don't I don't want to force this on anyone. And yeah, I might over hype it and I might, you know, overextend myself on posting about it and stuff like that on social sometimes. But it it's it's I'm kind of humble about it at the same time. Like I I don't really talk about it to to people and and um I mean granted that's not going to help me grow an audience either, but I appreciate all of you. I do. I really do. And here's to 300 more as we get closer and closer to that sixth anniversary. And again, just, you know, follow us, like us, join the discord, chat with other fans of, of the, of the pod. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll come up with a nickname for you guys at some point now that we're 300 deep, right? (laughs) I mean, it's a weekly podcast. We were going to hit this number eventually. But I do have fun just rambling every week and uh, having you guys listen. But how about uh, how about just have you guys have your guys a self 
I can't talk anymore. Maybe see that's just a sign. Time to end the episode. <laughs> stay dry. Stay safe. Don't uh, don't go into deep puddles. And I'll catch you guys on the flip side. This has been a production of Nixoner News. Please do not use without implicit faxed permission. And yes, that means.